is up? How are you doing? Welcome back to the third episode of the Foreigner Podcast. The podcast that is all about exchange years and living abroad in general. We feature content which is quite interesting for those that are planning to go on an exchange who currently are abroad or those who came back and like to remember the time they had. But wait, there's more. Host families or soon-to-be host families will also get important and interesting information from here. So if you are in any way interested in an exchange, this is the podcast for you. And if you know anyone who is also interested in exchanges or going abroad, please share this podcast with them or just leave a like so that maybe more people will stumble upon it and get the information that they need or that they would love to hear that would help them and bring them forward. So this is why I'm always thankful if you could help me grow. And I just want to give you a heads up. I already pre-recorded some episodes and it is like five days before the big launch. Like in five days, I will start putting out my first episodes, this one as well. And by overworking, I found out that this episode, which I already um, did like a month ago, it was lost and I couldn't find it anywhere in my files. So right now I am doing it a second time. Um, that's kind of bad because I did it like a month ago and I wrote my script a month ago. So I'm not quite sure if I um, if I can say any everything the way I wanted to say it because my script is just some just some bullet points. But I hope that you will be able to follow along. And if there should be any questions, then of course you can always send me an email at thefornerpodcast at gmail dot com and I will answer it. It's all short, uh, no, it's all small letters and all in one word, thefornerpodcast at gmail.com. So let's get on. And to follow the typical structure, I just want to give you an overview on what I will actually be talking about today. So today I have um, school. School is the big topic of the episode and it's going to be at first school in general. And then because I was in the U.S., I will, um, I will talk about school in the U.S. So, yeah, that's it to the structure because the quote and the item of the day will always be there in every episode. And I just don't want to um, let you wait any longer and dive right into that. So, please lean back or... However, you're do whatever you're doing right now, do it in a comfortable way and be ready to get informed. Now, the first thing, as I said, is school in general. So a, a thing that is um, good to say about school in general is that it won't count for you in the most countries that you go to. What I mean with that is that you will likely have to do special tests or have to even um, retake classes in order to pass the class in your home country. So if you were in um, ninth grade and after ninth, after finishing ninth grade, you go on exchange like I did, um, you'll either have to do special things to move on and do um, 11th grade when you come back, or you will do it like I did, which is you 
do you go abroad after ninth grade do 10th grade in your exchange country in your host country come back and do 10th grade again so you're um one year lower than you would usually be and that's the case for most of the countries that you'll go to and most of the exchange years that you will spend somewhere else um and that's just that's just a given so you don't really need to um worry about that or be upset try to figure ways out to um to still pass because that's most of the time just a waste of energy and yeah some countries may allow the test to pass the grade at home but i wouldn't even um i wouldn't advise you to try to pass because that's going to be a lot of stress for you during your exchange and even after coming back because likely your other classmates will have an advantage in the, the things they learned because every country has uh, different plans of what they actually want to teach their students which is why um you should just watch out on that and just just retake the class like i did it helps a lot and then you already have uh, gained skills that help you to be better in school and it's just it's just helpful which is why my advice would be to just retake the the year if you can but if you go to a country where school is much harder then it is in your country and they allow you to pass with just without doing anything for it and you assess the situation as if it was beneficial to you not to redo the class then sure just go on as you would the th um the most important thing about school is that you need to go there you cannot skip school or say i don't want to go to school so i don't nope you are traveling to the country on a student visa which means that you are there to study and if you don't study by not going to school well then you're not fulfilling the um you're not fulfilling the tasks you need to do in order to receive the visa or you don't follow the um the guidelines of the visa so your visa will expire and you will be sent home which is why going to school is essential and there's no way around it and also when you go to school as a student you will be you will mostly be treated as a student so you the of course the um the excuse i didn't understand that i don't speak the language can help you out in certain situations but it will not get you out of every situation. So don't expect that just because you're an exchange student, you will be treated much differently. Um, the thing that I would advise you to do is just um, to just treat the whole exchange as if you were a normal student there. And just if you are treated uh, differently in a good way, then be happy and don't talk about it too much. And if you are treated worse, then you can, of course, um, get get um processes to work that will stop that like talking to your liaison person your personal contact or talking to school officials but um the normal the given should be that you are treated like any other student so if you're treated worse than that just because you're an exchange student like if they um require you to do certain words like i don't know uh washing off the blackboard after every single class then you can complain about that but if you are treated better than that, then just shush and um, yeah, don't don't make it a big deal. But because there will be uh, 
situations where you will be treated differently. So it's always important to keep that in mind. If it's good for you, shush. If it's bad for you, open your mouth. Um, and also a common misperception, because when people hear, oh no, I gotta go to school in my exchange, school is not gonna be that, bi that bad of a thing. It will um, likely, if you are from Europe especially, will not be as strict as it is in Europe. So, like, if you go from Europe to another Western country, like, if you go from Germany to the US or France to the US, it will likely be more chill. If you go to a country like Thailand, where school is much more strict, then this point may not be as accurate. But if you have it like me, when you go from Germany to the US, the only bad thing about school will be that you'll have to wake up early. But otherwise, there will be so many new impressions that are going to be super fun for you. And that too in other countries. Like, there will be classes you've never even heard of before that you'll take. And school is going to be quite interesting. And you'll, you'll be meeting lots and lots of people there. And you're going to make your friends in school. So the only thing that always made me sad about going to school was that I had to wake up early in the morning. If I could have... Well, if I could have woken up late is that is that proper english uh if the waking time was later in the day then i probably would have had no single reason not to like school or not to be happy that it's weekend <laughs> and and the homework of course but that at least for me was not that big of a problem and as I already said, school will be your main social point. So you will make most of your social contacts there and make your friends there, have your friends there, meet them and just spend most of your social life in the school and your social life will be constructed around school, which is why it's also way more important to be active in school and to actually be in school. Okay, that should be it to school generally. If there are any additions or anything, use the comment section on wherever you found this episode or send me an email so that I may talk about that in another episode. But now let's go on to school in the USA. So if you, the listener, are American and I say something wrong, please, please, please correct me. Send me an email or write in the comment section then I will correct that in other episodes. But I think that I'm pretty um, pretty eligible to talk about school in the US since I was an exchange student in the US and I went to an American school for one year, which is why I think that I at least got a good taste of it. And even from a more observant perspective, with everything being new and being great and big eyes and just trying to get every single aspect of the school day into my brain. Um, I think that I am a good person to talk about school in the USA. And if you trust me, then let's move on. So a big thing of school in the US is that they have a system where you choose your classes. So before your year begins, you will be given a few, um, a few classes that you have to take like for me as an exchange student it was the class of american history and english and i had to take one nature science class and i could decide between biology and chemistry i chose biology so 
a, um, a part of that, you could choose your own classes which you wanted to take, and they would create a timetable for you. So the other classes I took, oh, let's go through this. Um, so my my classes, yeah, let's just do it like that. I will say the classes which I took. I took uh, French four on college level because in Germany I took French and I wouldn't wanna um, wouldn't wanna not speak French for one year and then come back and that would be really bad for my French grade. So I took a French class. Then after that I had choir class where I was in the unauditioned choir at our school because the auditions were like half a year earlier and of course I wasn't I didn't even know that I was going to that school back then so I couldn't have auditioned in any way. But yeah, I had a choir and it was a blast. It was really fun. If you like singing or if you want to learn how to sing, take a choir class. And you get grades just for being there. So you won't get homework or anything from your choir class. After that, I had English, which I had to take. And after that, I had math, which I also had to take. You also have to take a math class. Um, then I had a creative writing class where... You know, you would just write stories and do writing exercises. And that was really fun. I also had to write a blog um, about whatever I wanted. So I did a blog about my exchange. But I already took that blog down because of um, problems that I had with it. So you won't find it on the internet anymore. But I did have a blog for a while where I was um, recording my exchange. But it sadly, it sadly died down. At the beginning, I wrote on it like every week. And then by the end, I was happy if I was writing one little article a month. <laughs> that is that is kind of sad, but let's, let's just move on. After that, um, I had a sociology class also on college level because I found sociology to be really, really interesting. And in Germany, we don't have sociology classes or anything that goes into that kind of direction. So that was a really interesting class and lots of people struggled with it since it had um, high high standards that you would have to fulfill. There were lots and lots of readings to do where you had to read literature about sociology. But if you're really passionate about it, like I am or was, it was, it was not that difficult. And I did a good job on it, I think. Um, also, I had, of course, my bi biology class. And an American history class. But I think that should be my classes. And there are lots and lots and lots and lots of more classes that you can take. If you want a brief overview. But no, not a brief overview. Um, a full overview. You should go to the website of your school. If you know what your, what school you're going to. And do that before, before the meeting with your counselor. Where you will choose your classes. And they will likely have all the single classes you can take. Um, on their website listed and explained in a short way so you can write some down that you would be interested in taking and then talk to your um, counselor about it when actually choosing your classes uh, okay that was that was a lot of information for that single point and now let's move on um, that's a that's a thing huh. I, I put it in here in that order because I didn't know where else to put it um, hmm this is quite an interesting topic to talk about. And I'm, I'm just talking about it because I found it really weird and really different to what it is in Germany. And it might be different to other people as well. So t 
tell me your opinion about it. I was really shocked by the fact that in my school, they actually were taught abstinence in class. So in the biology class, they told them that having sex before marriage is a wrong thing because children um, may pop up. So don't have sex before you marry. And that's pretty contrary to what I'm taught in Germany since we're just taught do it safe. But I mean, it's your personal choice. But in at least in my school, I had the impression that they didn't um, teach them how to properly, um, properly prevent a kid from spawning when you have sex. They were just saying, yeah, just don't have it at all until you want to have a child, which is, I think, the wrong way since students are going to do it anyway. But who am I to judge? Maybe it's the right way and I'm just stupid. So that's already it to that uh, part of my podcast today. And I already see the comment sections and my email full of people complaining about that. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I want to go to the next point, which would be how teachers react to exchange students, because that's a broad variety. There are some teachers that are really happy to have exchange students. I also did an episode with one of these teachers. It's going to come out too on my podcast. But there are also um, teachers who don't like exchange students because they um, some, some don't like them because some exchange students um, are bad in English. Um, I mean, that happens in all countries. Why did I even put that to to the US. Ugh. Yeah, just just take the US as an example, since I will bring examples to that point, but that could also go to school generally. Like we had teachers that would not like exchange students because their English was bad and they couldn't understand it so easily. And the teachers um, were kind of um, annoyed by them asking stupid questions all the time or just asking the thing that was just explained. But there were also teachers who didn't like exchange students like me because uh, I talked a lot and I asked a lot of questions and I tried to do a lot of referring and linking the, um, the American school system to the German school system. And they didn't like that. So there are all kinds of reactions possible by teachers to you as an exchange student. But it's not your job to try to impress every teacher. Just, just be yourself and treat the teacher like you would te treat the teacher. I mean, yeah, that's pretty easy, I think, to do. Okay, I already said the word, there will be student counselors. So in American schools, they have um, people there that are, their sole purpose on the school is to organize stuff for the students and the student stays. Um, and every student has one student counselor they're assigned to, and one student counselor has lots of students assigned to them. And if you ever have a problem, just go to them. And they, their job is to organize it for you and fix the problem for you. That is probably um, a consequence because American schools are so large. Like my, um, my American school had 2,800 students, while my German school only has 800. So these are 2,000 students more. And I can definitely see how in that big of a school, there's a lot of... Um, organizing necessary and my school only had like seven counselors which I mean seven organizing persons on 2,800 students that's not even that big I would say or it, it at least it doesn't sound as big all right 
Um, let's move on. Exchange Student Club. You might hear of that in your exchange. There are lots of clubs, which I will be talking about later. And some schools have an exchange student club where that's just for all the exchange students on the school. If it's a big school and they have more exchange students, then it's more likely to have such a club. And if there is this offer to you and this possibility, definitely take it and definitely connect with the other exchange students on your school. It will only be helpful. But my school, for example, did not have that. And where we always, where we already go to the next point, because every school in the US will treat you differently. Um, like for example, my school didn't allow me to be a senior because of my age. I had to be in 10th grade and seniors 12th grade. But I know other schools in the US that automatically make all the exchange students in 12th grade because then they can graduate and have the whole um, graduation ceremony and get a diploma and stuff. So that's dependent on every school and every district. And they also care differently. As I said, there will be, in some schools, there will be an exchange student club. In mine, there wasn't. There will be um, like other support systems in the school, like special teachers that's, that's purpose is to deal with the exchange students. We had one, but I only met her like once. So my school did not care about me that much, but I didn't need it. I mean, I was not in that big of a need of um, being cared about or being helped. But I definitely know that other schools in the US are um, more about that. Okay, now, now a part that is also very specific to the US, hall passes. This is like a system where if you want to go on the hallways during hour, during class, um, you get a sheet of paper where your teacher writes your name, where, you, where you're going from, where you're going to, and the time that you left, and if you're coming back or not. So when you step out on the hallway, you need to have that, of a, that pass. There will be teachers or security personnel walking around the hallway um, controlling people that are on the halls and seeing if they have a pass. If they don't, they will either send them back to class or even take them to the office and get them in trouble. So that is that is a thing very special about the US. So if you want to go out, you need to ask your teacher and you need to have a pass. And I mean, that's not that big of a deal. It's 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 whatever. And the teachers usually just hand out passes. So it's not like you have to make a big lead of why you need that pass it's most teachers just give it out but it's just a system for the americans to um keep their school in order i would say yeah um also a thing that i experienced in the u.s is electronic schools we for example had chromebooks which were uh, little laptops by google which most of our classes were on so Everything was on the Chromebooks and we all had that little laptop where we could um, do our work on and write on there with uh, stylus pens and stuff. So that was that was pretty cool. And the teacher would say here, uh, check out that link and would give us a link to an internet page where they explain something so we could um, get us additional information and other explanations from other sources than just the teacher. When I compared that to my German school, where teachers still write with chalk on a blackboard, that's a serious improvement and it really helps. Because if you um, don't understand 
something the way the teacher explains it, well, just Google it and listen to someone else explaining it or just Google for tips. That's that's really helpful and I liked it a lot. And I'm kind of sad to be back to uh, chalk and blackboard in Germany. <laughs> Then a big thing about America and American schools is after-school activities. Um, so in most parts of the world, um, activities like sports or whatever are organized in um, the village or city you're from. And there will be separate clubs. In the US, most of that is organized in the school. So every school has a soccer team, a football team, and in the different seasons they'll have different um, teams and compete against each other, which is the thing very unique to the US. So I, for example, played soccer, which is for, for <laughs> Europeans football, um, in fall, which is autumn. And that was pretty lit. And then after, after that, in winter and spring, I did theater. And I was a theater kid. It helped in musicals. I was singing and dancing and acting. And it was really cool. And a thing that is also very um, very tight to the sports is the superfans. We have a funny story. So the superfans is um, a special section in the tribune area where everyone is watching the game. So if there's a football game, lots of students go on the tribune, on the stands and watch the game. And it's kind of like staffed. It's like a non-written rule, but it's a rule everyone knows. It's um, staffled by um, grades on rank. So the ninth grade, which were the youngest in high school, would have to stand the most up the up the stands. And the twelfth uh, grade was standing in the first rows. And even before the twelfth grade, there were the super fans. They were like the super... They had... At, they actually were um, written in at the school and got a pass, which allowed them to go to every game for free. And their job was just to be at, at as many games as they could and organize the cheering in the student section. And they were just standing in the front row celebrating their team. And I was, in the beginning, friends with them. Then they turned out to be not that great of people. But that's a different story. But at first I was friends with them, so me as a sophomore, I got to stand in first row with them and they would invite me because I was the foreign kid and they would make pretty stupid jokes since I'm German. So they uh, tried to do Nazi jokes all the time, which I, which I said they shouldn't, but they didn't listen. But they were really hyped of having me in the first row and um, using me like as a prestige object. But I mean, it was cool. I could I could stand in first row and have no no one in front of me watching the game, which was actually pretty cool. Whew. And now the last thing about American schools that I want to talk about is also a thing that I already uh, put a hint on. It's clubs. So there will be official school clubs like the sports or like the theaters that are just um, done by teachers or coaches and that's just all by the school then there is student-led clubs which which students can just open they can just find a few people that are interested in something and start a club they need to convince one teacher to stay there um, after school and just look at them watch out for them and if one teacher says okay i'll do that and they find some students who want to do that then they start a new club and they get um they get 
named in the yearbook and on the website so more people can find them and join them and if there no interest if there's no interest anymore then this then the club stops like i wanted to go to the martial arts club but it wasn't existent anymore and i wanted to go to the philosophy club which was also not existent anymore but it was still in the, uh, on the website so that was kind of disappointing but yeah there are these student-led clubs so you have to watch out for them and they're also pretty cool because people that have the same interest can meet and talk with each other and spend time so if you are interested in something where there's a student-led club go there because there are going to be people that are passionate about the same things that you're passionate about if there was a podcasting club i would have loved to go there <laughs> but sadly there wasn't and now a last club or last kind of club which was really new to me were booster clubs so these were clubs that were only designed to um to get the students involved in um i would say job-like activity like after school career or to boost up the school like we had like there's um deca which is like the mother of capitalism where students would learn how how i don't really know how to explain it how capitalism works also and how to succeed in jobs and careers and how to um how to write applications and stuff like that but it was also um connected to prices and you would have to pay for that which makes it a rather elitist thing and the rich white kids would go there but that's pretty much it about deca which really sucked but i didn't go there so I, I'm, I'm not really sure if I'm even qualified to say that. If any of my friends who were at DECA hear that and I'm completely wrong, please don't send me poop in the mail. <laughs> or don't uh, insult me, please. I didn't mean... <laughs> I, I just want to stop it right there. Let's get to the quote of the episode. Today we have a quote from Aesop, who was a Greek philosopher. And he said, no act of kindness no matter how small, is ever wasted. Which is true in life and as an exchange student. You have to always be nice to everyone in your exchange because you are um, a representative representative, yeah, of your country and you want to make a good impression of your country. You want to um, bridge the walls dividing cultures and also you're dependent on making new friends there and they're and you're dependent on um, getting to know the Americans. They're not dependent on getting you, on getting to know you. They have their friends. So that's why be nice. And you will be rewarded by kindness from the others. And by just great experiences that you will make together with friends. That if you weren't nice to them, you wouldn't have made. And that should pretty much be it for the quote. Let's just get to the last part of today's episode. We're already over the time of 30 minutes, so let's make this a quick one. The item of the episode. Today I have another book for Germans, this time it's sadly only in German, called Die Cowboys warten schon, um, The Cowboys Are Waiting, by Malte Böckel from the year of 2003. He was an exchange student to Texas, and that is a really weird book. While reading it, it wasn't really fun. My parents read it as well, and they said it was written horribly. But afterwards, I could re um, relate to so many things. And now, in retrospect, the book really helped me. So, 
I was I was debating if I should um if I should feature this book, but finally it helped me so much. Just just even though it was horrible to read for me that I wanted to to feature it and maybe maybe you will experience the same thing. Maybe you will hate to read it, but in the end it will help you if you go exchange. If you go on an exchange, which is why yeah, check the book out. And that should be already it for the episode today. I thank you so very much for listening and I invite you to go on my website thefornerpodcast.com and sign up for my free newsletter where if you sign up for the the Foreigner podcast monthly um, you will get a link to Mediafire where you can download my free ebook. Yes, I made an ebook the five exchange student itches scratched. No, the five worst exchange student itches, itches scratched. Um, it will talk about problems that future or current exchange students may experience. It's completely free. And if you want to check it out, you only need to sign up for the newsletter. And don't worry, the newsletter is not going to be a terrific spam. It's just going to come out once a month and just the lessons learned of the past episodes so i'll just be discussing what has happened and yeah um what are the lessons i will just condense that all together again which could help some people and be interesting so if you are interested in that go on my website and as well as that please help me grow by liking and sharing my episodes and commenting wherever please help me grow Thank you so very much for listening and goodbye.